the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. As we prepare to preach this message, that we are welcoming to all who come into these doors, regardless of racial, ethnicity, language, we are fearfully and wonderfully made by the mighty hand of Almighty God. Thank you for this multicultural church a true reflection of what the church should look like in the days where racism is raising its ugly head. We love you with the love of Jesus Christ, and we love our brothers and sisters with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help me to preach now in the power of your spirit, in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. With in a series that we commenced on last Sunday, of uh, you be so kind enough to turn to that theme scripture, and we'll be going to a number of scriptures that's found in Psalms 46, Psalms number 46, chapter 46, uh, verse 10, that A portion of the verse, uh, Psalms 46, 10a, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And the uh, theme of this series is the spiritual discipline of being still before the Lord. Being still in this brand new year is so critical to living the victorious Christian life. What makes it so challenging is that we have so much coming at us from all directions. So many people are vying for a piece of us, and we have many legitimate responsibilities that can often overwhelm us. Then we have the noise factor that is so difficult to escape, such as noisy restaurants, noisy stores, noisy cars, noisy neighbors, noisy homes. Unless we learn the discipline of being still, we will miss God's best for our lives this year. There are so many things that keep us hyperactive. So many things that keep us ripping and running all over the place on a daily basis. And until we learn the discipline of being still, 
actually stealing ourselves in the presence of God, we will surely be overtaken by the pressures and demands of this world system. If the truth be told, all of us can use more stillness in our lives this year. This message is designed to get our attention as well as sensitizing us to the importance of being still before the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalms 4610a, be still. Let's say it together. Be still. Let's say it again. Be still. Again, be I wonder, when was the last time you told yourself to be still? The word still in the Hebrew means to be quiet. It means to relax. It means to let go. It means to release. It means to surrender, to be comforted, to be healed. And based on these terms, we can see that being still has an immense value as we launch off into this brand new year. Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? We're just going to left off, no points of review. We're just going to delve into new insights. Why is being still before the Lord so valuable? Number one, being still is so valuable because it cultivates the mind of Christ. It is valuable because it cultivates the mind of Christ. You can't cultivate the mind of Christ ripping and running all over the place. You hear there everywhere. Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you desire to have the mind of Christ, then you must fill your mind with the words of Christ and not allow the competing voices of this world system, such as the media, opinions of people, not allowing talk shows, whether it's on television or internet, social media, don't allow, not allowing politicians and even your friends and relatives, they can all usurp the voice of God in your life because they're speaking so much louder than God. And, and, and when you allow the people in your life to speak louder to you than God, and you begin to listen to them because they're loud and they're so uh, dogmatic in their positions, you know what, if you follow that, just because they're dogmatic don't mean they're right. And if you listen to them, and it's, if it's not of God, if it's not in holy writ, it will bring on confusion in your thinking and it will interrupt the wisdom of God in your life. That's what happens when you listen to all these competing voices and Satan will just assault you with all these voices. It's because he wants you confused. He wants you misdirected. He, he wants you disturbed. He wants you unsettled. So he just put all these voices, voices of people that you like, popular people, pop people, People, popular movie stars and sports stars and, and, and all these folk, uh, people in academia. You can have a PhD and be a candidate for hell. Also, be mindful that you cannot cultivate the mind of Christ 
if you're meditating on the wrong things, things that you don't like, things that somebody said, things somebody has done, and you just focus on that and let that become the object of your focus, you, you'll find yourself in a hot mess and, and not enjoying your God so early on in this brand new year. Number two, the will of God is revealed in the presence of God. The will of God is revealed in the presence of God. Psalms, chapter, Psalms number 40, verse 8 says, I delight to do your will. That's what the psalmist said. He, he knew God. He had such a relationship with God, such a union with God, that he says, I delight to do your will, oh my God. And your law is within my heart. The, the word of God brings sheer delight when we meditate upon it. The will of God is revealed in being still in the presence of God. The will of God is revealed in being still in the presence of God. The will of God is revealed through the word of God. The will of God is revealed through being led by the spirit of God. And be it known to you that the Lord reveals his will to those who spend time in his presence, interacting with him through his word. God wants you to interact with him, to talk with him, to commune with him, to fellowship with him. If you are basking in the presence of God, then people can't miss seeing Jesus all over your life. That's a big thought. If you're basking in the presence of God, then people can't miss seeing Jesus all over your life. A case in point is found in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 13, which says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus without their education, without popularity, huh? just common, ordinary people, but people took note that they had been with Jesus. Allow me to park right here momentarily. It wasn't it was not Peter and John's money that they took note of. It was not their academic achievement because the scripture says they were uneducated. Stop looking down. Don't think less of people simply because they don't have the education you have, by the way. You may have more education, but they may have more wisdom. If I took a pick between the two, I'd take the wisdom over the academics, any. Because some folks are downright educated fools. <laughs> Now, I'm not, I'm not against education, and I get some degrees. I have all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not that that qualifies you to heaven. Uh, they, they wouldn't care it away because of Peter and John's money, not their academics, not their achievements. Peter and John did not have a great resume. They didn't have a portfolio, unlike today. Uh, they did not have status. They did not, nobody was saying how good they looked. They did not have good looks. A clothes that attracted them. Man, look at the fashion, the design. Look at, look at the jewelry on them. Look at that thing in their ears and in their nose. You know, you got everything on folk. Now, folk got stuff all in their lips and, and ears and uh, coming out every kind of way. And I, I look at them and I holler, ouch. That looks like that hurts to me. 
They didn't have all the attractions and all the fancy apparels that people oft time wear to say, look at me. As Peter and John did the will of God, people saw the presence of God, of Jesus, all over their lives. Beloved, this is a golden opportunity to ask you, can people take notice that you have been with Jesus? Can people take notice? Can they look at you and say, it is something about her aura, her disposition, the way she talked, the way he carried himself, his calmness, his tranquility. I mean, when I look at him, I don't have to say, it's just something about that man that just displayed Jesus all over him. It's something about that young man. And sometimes it's not an older person. Sometimes it's a younger person. I know we'll forget. My wife will recall this. We Years ago, we had we were had long been married. We were in um, living in Houston at the time, a good while before we came to San Antonio, and we 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 went to the University of Houston to see J. Vernon McGee. How many of y'all know J. Vernon McGee? Look, look at all the hands that goes up. You know, it's since you know he's been with the Lord a long time, but they market his products and his teaching so well. You think he's actually here today? That's what he he really exemplifies, and his do follow him, and. Uh, so uh, that was our one and only time we saw uh, J. Vernon McGee because we were listening to his ministry, enjoyed his teaching ministry. And as we were there at this banquet at the University of Houston, we sat across uh, across the table from us was this white lady. And uh, she was, she looked like she was in her 60s or something at the time. And we were just in our 20s. And we had a conversation with her. And we could barely talk because of how she handled herself, her demeanor, her aura. Um, her sense of godness. It, it, it was just, uh, it, it, the spirit of God just emanated all over that woman. We don't know her name to this day, and yet we oftentimes, you know, from time to time, we'll reference that lady without even knowing her name. But we knew one thing about that lady. She had been with Jesus. Can people say that about you? Now, people are not going to take note of your argumentative. They're not going to take note of you, that you've been with Jesus. You got to have the last word. You got to have the last say or your attitude stinky. They're not going to notice that. But when you align your life on the word of God and allow him to speak through you and say no more, no less than what God has ordained you to say, people will be drawn to you. Because they know when you talk, you have a word from the Lord and you're not just lollygagging around and you're just not talking to be talking. Your speech has a spiritual punch. It, it has a way of arresting people. It has a way of, um, of just blessing people. When they leave you, they say, oh, she left too soon. He left. Too soon. I wish he could have stayed two more hours. I enjoyed his presence so much. I can't wait to talk to him again. Now, that's the way you want to be this year. A thing you need to say this year is, Lord, make me attractive for your glory. God just gave me that to say. It's not written, but he just gave me Make me attractive. Not, 
ain't talking about with rings and rags on and shoes and all that. Just make me attractive. I, Lord, I don't, I don't want folks to see me. I don't want folks to see how well I can talk or how much I have and, I, and not all of that. I just want folks to see that I've been with Jesus. Make me attractive to you for your glory. Number three, what makes being still before the Lord so valuable is that it produces self-discipline. When you get still, God will discipline you. Some of you are all over the place, and you can use a good dose of discipline in your life. 1 Corinthians 9.27a says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. You know you are maturing in your self-discipline when you practice doing the hardest thing first. Usually if something is hard and challenging, we'll put up what I get in next week. Some of y'all, five years ago, you're still trying to clean out the garage, the attic. You're still trying to paint the house. You're still trying to get through that book of 20 pages. <laughs> you finally caught on, huh? Okay. You know you're maturing in your self-discipline when you practice doing the hardest things first. When you are still in the presence of God, he reveals areas in your life that need to be brought under the control of the Holy Spirit so that you will be productive. When you are disciplined before God and you are under the control of the Holy Spirit, he makes your life more fruitful and successful where God has gifted you and called you to serve. When you are in your place of ministry, in your place of service, in your place of giftedness, you do your best work as unto the Lord. Some things in your life cannot be overcome until they are brought under the Holy Spirit's control. What needs to be, this is our season of fasting and prayer. What needs to be, some of these things need to go on your, your sheet that you can be adding down, right, writing down right now. What's some, what are some of the things that need to be brought under control, even during his fasting and prayer time? Uh, maybe it's, it's sweets and overeating, loading your plate up too much, and then always asking for seconds and wonder why you're so large. Perhaps it's alcohol. Perhaps it's tobacco. Perhaps it's drugs that need to be brought under control. And, and not all drugs, they are not all illegal. Sometimes it's legal drugs that can do us in too. Perhaps it's your anger. Every, you stay angry, you pout, you get sullen, you won't have talk, you look cross-eyed, and folks know something wrong with you. They get the pet message, now get over it. Uh, some of you need to put bitterness down for God to conquer that in your life. What about a controlling spirit? that needs to be conquered during this, that you need victory over during this 40 days of fasting and prayer. It could be technology, video games, the cell phone has become an addiction, texting, social media, sports. You go from one flick of the television to another. You've you got this, these big screens and surround sound. It's fine to have all that, but you need to know how to pull out of that or know how to restrict yourself. Some of you, you live on movies. You watch all kinds of movies. Too many movies in your life. Some of you is reality shows. Believe me, some things cannot be overcome except 
through fasting and prayer. You say, I didn't call yours, then you add it down to your list. Number four, when you are still before the Lord, you, you will not fight battles that God has not authorized you to fight. Now, that's a big one. When you are still before the Lord, you will not fight battles that God has not authorized you to fight. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now, some of y'all are fight before you become a peacemaker. The Bible says in uh, Matthew 5, blessed are the peacemakers, <laughs> for they shall be called the children of God. Some of you like to start fights or be in on a fight. And some of you fight, don't even know what you're fighting about. You're fighting because you just want to fight. You're a fighter. Beloved, every battle is not yours to fight. And you'll be wise beyond your days if you know what to leave alone. You lose time, energy, money, you lose peace, your joy, and victory when you fight the wrong battles. There are certain battles God wants you to leave alone so that he can fight them for you because he fights in a way that you cannot. In Exodus chapters 7, 8, and 9, God fought for Israel by bringing judgments, plagues, and pestilence upon Pharaoh and all of Egypt. That man was a hard, rebellious sinner. He was a pagan. He was mean. He was arrogant. So hard that God sent through Moses the plague of frogs, that didn't soften him. Lice. Can you imagine your whole land full of lice and lice all in your skin, all in your hair, crawling in your ear, around your back of your head. Lice. Hell. Boil. One boil. Have, have any of you ever had a boil, just one boil that drove you crazy that had to be lanced? And then you had to, it needs to be squeezed and you trying to touch it and you scared to squeeze. You know, it's going to hurt. And you're the doctor. I remember I had a boy one time and that, that doctor, he got to, I said, doctor, I was so glad it wasn't no cussing in me. Cause it sure would have. <laughs> I just said, doctor. I still remember that. Somebody's with me. Y'all, y'all body ain't been that perfect. Y'all, y'all bodies haven't been that perfect. Doctor, I remember that's what I said. That hurts. That's that hurt. He just kept right on matching and squeezing. Got to get it all out. That's one boy. Boils all over your head, feet, back, buttocks, stomach, chest, neck, face. Wouldn't soften his heart. Darkness made it so dark. You didn't even know what time it was. You had darkness so thick you couldn't see it. I remember I was in Greenwood, Louisiana. My parents in that area grew up and I was walking through the trails down in the deep country. 
and I was just walking real close to those who were familiar with walking those trails. I was about 12, 13. And then all of a sudden, my hand and my body hit something solid. And it said, move. And I just almost jumped out of my pants. That big old cow was in the way. You know, it is dark down there. When the sun is not shining. Y'all know how it gets in the country. I mean, it is dark. And I hit that cow and I almost had a heart attack. It was just that dark. Darkness. He wouldn't repent. As what? Killing of livestock. Diseases. Turning your water into blood. Water everywhere. You got a bottle of water near you now and you look at it, it's blood. And finally what broke him was the killing of the firstborn. When his firstborn child died, that broke him. While Israel, while he was spending, and Egypt was experiencing all of those plagues and pestilence. And that's what this is today, y'all. These viruses and mutating viruses, they're, they're plagues. That's exactly what they are. They are plagues. And, and, and you know what? And they're hanging around. And they've been around really too long, but God's going to keep them around till we get the message, especially the church of the living God. God said, until you learn to repent, you don't, don't be a Pharaoh. You better get on your knees. You better cry out to God. And when enough people of God get to crying out and being serious about God and laying aside sin and getting closer to God, God said, now nah, I know you mean business. Then he begins to lighten up. <laughs> God is not waiting on the, the president. He's not waiting on those officials up there. He's waiting on his church. The church can be, is supposed to be the catalyst. And when we, we humble ourselves, then God begins to move in light of what his church is doing. But I really believe today that you don't believe, for a lot of you, that the church is essential. Now, specs is essential. Costco is essential. Walmart is essential. You get your fingernails done. That's essential. PetSmart is essential. Everything is essential. You go get a massage. That's essential. Relax my muscles and they pack. I mean, pack. Just pack. When you come to the lodge, oh, Corona is on the backside of the auditorium of Maranatha. I serve notice to you today. If God doesn't keep you, you won't be kept. That mask is not keeping you. Now go on and wear it. Be wise. The mask is not keeping you. You, 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 you get, listen, I've had shot. I had another shot. I had booster. I had flu shot. I had pneumonia shot. I had shingle shot. I'm shot up. I'm tired of getting stuck. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? 
If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.